You're listening to Power Pearls Podcast, intuitive, purpose-driven yarn crafting to empower your knits and pearls. Hey, Power Pearlers. Before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to share something with you because I have been spending a lot of time trying to come up with something extra special to show my appreciation for your support of the podcast and to also celebrate the new season of Power Pearls. So here's what I'm doing. I decided to create something really special just for you if you should decide to become a member of Power Pearls podcast. I'm creating a limited edition knitting notebook with one of my yarn-inspired collage prints on the cover, and I'm also creating handmade stitch markers, so you'll get a couple of those as well, and I'll be also adding in one of my knitting patterns. So visit powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash special gift to learn more about how you can get your gift as well as learn about the ongoing benefits you'll receive each and every month when you become a member. So be sure to check it all out soon because I'm only extending this offer for the next few weeks. And the reason for that is so I have time to create these custom made goodies just for you. Again, go to powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash special gift. Okay, Megan. So I just want to welcome you. Welcome you back to the Power Pearls podcast. And as we record this, so this is uh, the first an interview on paper. I don't think yours is going to be the very, very first first episode of the news of the new season. But welcome and thank you for doing this with me today. So I'm calling this the Power Pearls 2.0 edition of the podcast. So welcome back. Yay! Thank you for having me again. This is this is great because um, you've been on before. You are a returning guest. I love having conversations with you. I feel like we're just kind of kicking back and having coffee. And I know you're having coffee on the other end, just like I am on this pretty early morning for you. <laughs> so, um, but you know what? I wanted to talk about a couple of things because this this first uh, month or this you know these first few episodes are all about we're talking about the knitters planner. And uh, I've talked a little bit about that with Stephanie Palmer, uh, who's also been on the show, and uh, just sharing some details about what people can expect in the planner. And you are one of the designers in the planner, and you, you're designing. As we speak, you're working on a beautiful shawl, so I want you to tease a little bit about that. We'll get to those questions. But before we do, Megan, I just wanted to ask you to bring everyone up to speed who maybe has never heard y- the episode before, and I'll share in the show notes that so people can listen to that episode. But what are you doing these days? Like first share a little bit about yourself and, you know, you know, just let us know what you're up to. Okay. Well, (laughs) primarily I design patterns. I'm a knitting pattern designer and um, I have a bachelor of fine arts and fibers and textiles. uh, And I majored in actually Japanese natural dyes wax-resist natural dyes and weaving on a computer-driven loom, wow. neither of which I do anymore. <laughs> I've never heard of that, a computer-driven loom. Wow. Okay, keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, so I, I primarily design patterns. Um, I work from home, um, and I also work as my husband's caregiver. My husband is a medically retired army vet, and he has a traumatic brain injury. So we have four children. We have this sort of crazy house, and life is amazing. <laughs> um, so, and I, yeah, so I just I design. Like, I don't know. I work for yarn companies. I've been doing um, some some pattern collections for Plymouth yarn lately. Uh, And we just sort of culminated that with a knit along that's going on. Um, It started on uh, March 1st and it's going to end on May 24th, I think. So I think this is airing maybe in April. So if you're interested, it's over on the Plymouth uh, yarn blog and you can join our knit along for a sweater that we're doing. And, um, now that uh, creative knitting is no longer publishing and I'm not writing tutorials for them. I know. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. <laughs> At the end of an era. It's crazy. I mean, it was so yeah. sad. Yeah. I've just been working on tutorials on my own and um, working on releasing all of the patterns that I've just had waiting to release <laughs> because I've been too busy because our little guy just turned one. And so the past year and a bit has been oh chaos. <laughs> so, He's already one? Yeah, he just turned one on the 18th of March. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. He, we're like the same. Uh, we're, we're, we're Aries. I'm on the 22nd. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. So, um, so okay. So, so you're doing tutorials now. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier because we had a little special kind of a lightning round for patrons only. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about this is like something that you're really diving into, sort of like, you know, your way of making sense of all this stuff that's out there and a lot of it isn't accessible to knitters. So how are you kind of, what's your unique uh, kind of approach to that? Well, I like to, I mean, on my Facebook page every single day, I post at least two links to tutorials or information elsewhere on the internet. Sometimes it's mine. A lot of the times it's not um, because I just, I couldn't possibly keep up with twice a day, every single day on my own site. Um, But I link to things and things I find interesting, um, things that I find helpful or useful, little tips that when I've been knitting and I've come across, I'm like, oh my God, this blew my mind. Um, Knitting is fascinating because it can become there's so many ways of doing it. There's no one right way of doing Mm -hmm. it. And everybody's got their own ideas and everybody's got their own little way. Um, And if you multiply that by how many people there are that knit, it's, it's infinite. Um, Yeah. And I love that. I love the little Mm -hmm. nitty gritty of like, who does it this way and who does it that way? And which way is, which way is better for me and which way is better for you. And um, so, yeah. And then I've also been, putting tutorials up on my site as well and specifically linking them to patterns that I offer so that if you are working one of my patterns, because I am kind of a technique, you know, obsessive, obsessive technique lover. And so I put these techniques in my patterns. I'm like, well, I better have a tutorial on them. So then you can, you know, have a step-by-step way of looking through it as well. Oh, wow. So it's like you're curating, you know, I mean, I love that where, you know, the creativity in that curation process, like you said earlier, you're kind of making sense of all this stuff that's out there that isn't always that 
accessible right. to many knitters. So it's like, you know, you're you're turning it into something that is accessible and it's exciting and it's easy to consume. And I know that when you were the newsletter writer for Creative Knitting, you did a lot of the tutorials. So now you get to kind of continue that and pay that forward in a whole different way. So that's, that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what else? So you've got the, uh, so you're designing patterns and you're really rocking it on Instagram. I know that. I love seeing all that you're up to because, you know, now that I've been, you know, kind of working on the Knitter's Planner and that feed, um, you know, I just, you know, I've been really following and seeing what you're up to. So it's just exciting to see all the different patterns that you're putting out there. So are they, so are you offering them through a Ravelry shop? Are you doing workshops? I mean, how is you know, what, what kind of unique kind of approaches are you taking when it comes to uh, um, getting your, your designs out there to the world? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have my website and I have Ravelry. I don't do much in the way of workshops or teaching um, yet, mostly because I, I am my husband's caregiver. Um, mm-hmm. Nine decisions out of 10 are really good decisions that he makes. One decision out of 10 is a really bad decision. Um, and we have a little baby, we have four kids and the oldest is 12 and the youngest is just one. And so I need to be at home. Um, so traveling to do a lot of teaching at yarn shops is not an option for me, which is ultimately why this sort of curating tutorials and techniques came into play because I can't travel and teach you personally. If you don't mind coming to me, I will give you lots of information, <laughs> but I can't physically go there because I have other responsibilities, which I love that, you know, I love taking care of everybody. Um, I totally lost what the question. No, no, that's fine. Well, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was just talking about how you get, you uniquely get your, your different products, your patterns, you know, out into the world. And, and so I think that you already hit that point. Yeah. And you're talking about honoring the chapter that you're in right now, which I think um, kind of led me to another thought because, you know, hmm. I think that when, and I think that you're a great example for, for many out there trying to uh, start a design business, even if it's like a side gig, you know, because that it kind of has to be that way, right. especially in the creative in the creative field, you know, to really test the waters and see, you know, how can I, can I do this you know, next to my day jobs or whatever my, maybe my day job is like being a caregiver, like it is in your case. And mm-hmm. you honor, honoring the chapters and not fighting it. Like, this is, this is who I am. This is where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And someday that'll evolve into something else. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And actually I've been thinking about this a lot because because most recently with the past year, especially the first three months, oh my God, when the baby's <laughs> like zero to three months old, oh. I love all of my children, but I hate the first three months because I'm so tired and oh, they yeah. never, you can never put them down and you can never do anything. Oh and my like, gosh. Right. Yeah. And like honoring the fact that not every, you can be a super amazing mom, but you don't have to love every minute of it. No, you just don't, you know, it's okay to say that. And I think that a lot of women yeah. feel guilty about that. It's like, yeah, I totally agree that those first three months sucks. You know, like I remember mm-hmm. that so well. And I, there's a little guilt, but it's like, you know, of course that has no bearing on how I feel about my child. You know, it's just hard. Yeah. You don't love 
being sleep deprived. Hello. Right. You know, and it's amazing when I, I saw you when your little one was first born, your youngest was first born and you were there. And I was just like, I give her so much credit. I mean, I, you know, I'm just, and you were like, you took it all in stride. You did what you had to do and you just made, made a good time of it. But he was like in that zero to three. Well, he was just, he was just over three months. Oh, wow. He was just, so I felt, but I, but at that point, like after three months, I feel like I kind of resurfaced. Mm, you know, I feel yeah. like, oh, I'm breathing above water now. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see over the trench instead of just down in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're well, planning on coming again, actually, in June. I'm planning on coming and bringing him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm, I'll be there with bells on. I'm going to be teaching again. I'm teaching the same class I taught last year. It was, it was a wild success. Right. So I'm going to be teaching that again and uh, I'm excited to see you. That'll be awesome. We'll have to, uh, we'll definitely hang out. So for everybody who doesn't know, we're talking about TNNA. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're just having a side conversation. Yeah. Which is so much fun. And if you're it, even remotely yeah. related to the yarn industry, you should just be a member and come because it's like a big yarn party. So, well, let's just say one thing real quick because it is a yarn party, but you have to be in business. So you yes, can't get yes. in. You can't. So, yeah, you, you need to be a member and there is a process to becoming a member. And yes. it is expensive. I mean, yes. so, but it's, it, I think, again, it's one of those things that it's worth the investment if, it's, you know, it, it kind of makes you say, all right, you know, I'm in business. I'm in business. So I got to make money. Mm-hmm. I got to spend money to make money. And I can just say that I know this wasn't supposed to be a TNA like, uh, you know, promotion, but it, it's so funny how it ends up being that way. But for me, it, it created my career, you know, mm-hmm. C- cr- seriously. I mean, it's a career maker. Yeah. And I know that it's changed over the years, but I still, I still think even when you entered, the scene, Megan, it still has been a huge benefit for you mm-hmm. because I sometimes wonder how much of a benefit it is for new people coming in. And I think that there, it's always going to be a benefit if you're looking for how it can be, how it can serve you, you know? And I think that anyway, do you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, I was just going to say that, um, I have at least doubled or tripled the amount that I spent on it. I've brought back in income. At least amazing I mean, the amount that I spend to go there, which is no small amount because I'm flying from Spokane <sighs> all the way way east, right? So it's like yeah. so it's like seven, it's like a good seven hundred dollars just for plane fare. Like I think it Ooh. probably cost me a thousand dollars to get there. That's amazing, honestly. Well, but I make it back. It is. It's true, and I can tell you that when I was with Creative Knitting, and I can remember, especially when you have to do those expense reports ahead of time, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how much just seeing it on paper scared mm-hmm. the living bejesus out of me. But you know, it's like I now because I'm you know I'm doing this on my own. Well, I don't do that, but but <laughs> but but I'm local, which is really nice. I don't really go to the West Coast shows because I live in Indiana, which is really amazing. So I drive, but now I teach. Right. So. I and it took me years to because I was like, eh, I don't know, do I want it to? Eh, I don't know. And I started teaching last year, and I'm like, man, this is the best. I love, 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 love it. And uh, you know, they, they, it's 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 a good gig. You know, if you, you really want to get into teaching, I mean, it, it can really turn into a really good thing. But anyway, I'll put information in the show notes for those of you who have never heard of the National Needle Arts Trade Association. It's also TNNA. Dot org, and I'll just add that in there. So, and then maybe another episode, we'll have to do another little kind of, uh, 
you know, yay, TNNA kind of a thing. But anyway, so let's, let's move on. <laughs> kind of going down the rabbit hole there. So Megan, um, how, how would you say your personality plays into your brand today? Mm, well, color. <laughs> I, you know, I think when I first started designing, okay, how do I even say this? <laughs> I design things that I like. And I know there's a lot of designers out there that really look at market trends and things that look good in Instagram photos and uh, things that people really like to knit. And I, I do look at that. Um, but really, I design things that I like. Um, and I use colors that I like. Because at some point, it just it felt like it was too big of a beast to handle. And if I was just authentic to what I like and who I am and what I like to wear and what I like to knit, maybe my people would find me. And that's just sort of always been my business plan instead of, you know, looking at what other people like to knit. This sounds so self-centered. No, <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I think you're right. I think you're, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I want to add to this, but keep going. No, it's not self-centered. This is really the right the right, right approach. It just sure. seems like a path of authenticity was the very strongest path for me. Um, I'm a very direct person. I'm very open and I'm very honest. Um, and any sort of subterfuge just isn't my deal. So that's what I do. I design things that I like. That said, I love a good mood board. <laughs> I oh, love sure. getting a mood board from a from an editor <laughs> or a yarn company um, because I because like I said before, sometimes my ideas get way too big, and so getting a mood board is like showing me, uh, giving me sort of a direction to go in, as it were. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and I think it's also a challenge. It's like fun. It's like, oh, you know, I, I let me uh -huh. see how I can fit my 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 style into what it is that they're looking that they're seeking. And then, and, and yeah. if you're a structure lover, like I am, which I think you are, it's, it's nice. Like you said, it's like, mm -hmm. they're giving you instru instructions for how to go forward. Um, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also like, I mean, particularly with Plymouth, I keep coming back to them because they're wonderful and they've been so good to me. They are. They're um, great. Yay. And I love getting the yarn from them, you know, and they just say, well, we'd love, we want you to design. Here's a bunch of yarn. And then yeah. you pick up the yarn and you go, well, what do you want to be? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that I love that moment of like Beautiful. sitting with a stitch dictionary in my sunny studio with a skinny yarn in my hand and going, okay, baby, you know, <laughs> where are we going today? And it's like a roller coaster every time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I just wanted to add to it, like, because I said I would, but mm -hmm. the, so many people that I have talked to on this podcast and just even in private conversations, asking them, you know, what is their, per, you know, how do their personality plays into their brand or why did they start a creative business? And very few people say, believe it or not, that they were like paying attention to who's trending and what people are doing. Right. They, the people that I, I find that the people that are the most successful, the most creative and sort of go by the beat of their own drum are the people that don't watch what other people are doing. And they never even question it either. Right. Like it doesn't even cross. It's not even part of their frame of reference. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. So just don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, and the funny thing is though, too, like I do question it sometimes <laughs> when I look at, you know, my Instagram account, it, it isn't huge. And 
my likes are not ginormous. And, you know, even on Ravelry, sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, if I was doing that thing, that thing has so many more likes than I do. And then I sit back and my husband goes, would you be happy if you were doing that thing? Well, no, I wouldn't be happy if I was doing that thing. He's like, Mm -hmm. so just do your thing. Oh, I love that guy. He's That's great. great. That's why yeah. he's your husband. That's why yeah. he's there. Totally. But I think it's like speaking of Instagram. Okay. So when right. it comes to doing your thing, that's different than the way your feed looks, right? So yes, I will agree. There are certain things that, you know, you need to kind of figure out how to curate things the right way. What is the consistent? Yeah. And you know, how do I create consistency? Do I need to do flat lays? Do I need blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to your own style in general, oh, yeah. like, you know, that's a whole different, like you just do your thing. So yeah, I think it's it's just a mix of you know of finding that right approach and um you know so anyway i think you're on the right track megan i've seen you come a long way over the years so yeah it looks like you're you know you got it down you got it going on <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> so let's let's uh shift gears a little bit shall sure. we and i want to talk about the knitters planner because you are part of this amazing undertaking mm-hmm. that I'm working on with Stephanie Palmer. So I'm the editor of the Knitter's Planner and Stephanie is the publisher of the Knitter's Planner. And also she um, has created something called the Quilter's Planner, which is now in the fourth year. So she's wow. been really successful with that. And we just knew like, okay, there's something missing. There's something, I mean, there are a few planners out there, but nothing that extensive for knitters. So uh, we decided to, you know, kind of put our, our heads together and come up with this, you know, this amazing planner, especially with knitters in mind. So I want to uh, talk about your design. Now you're one of four, we, we're going to go with three designers. We have four designers with like these signature product, uh, you know, patterns. Mm-hmm. And then we have, we're going to have a series of stitch blocks as well. So let's talk a little about, about your design. You're designing a shawl. So could you share a little bit of the inspiration behind this design and, you know, why open work and, you know, what fascinates you about, you know, working in this, with this technique? Right. So when you first sort of sent me the information about the knitter's planner, I was, I was so excited about it. <laughs> because I know you wrote back right away. I was like, woo. That's yeah, awesome. no, exactly. Because I'm, I'm absolutely like a write it down on paper kind of person. Um, and the one thing that struck me, so you said knitter's planner and I was like, well, this is amazing. You know, you could, you're going to have this planner and you're going to have a day timer and you can plan your life and then you can plan your projects and like this is so versatile and then i thought well the shawl has to be versatile okay so so what's versatile and then i think you use the term plug and play and i was like oh what does plug and play mean and to me plug and play means you can plug and play with different patterns and so i was like well there's a big idea what if the shawl is versatile and you can plug and play different patterns within this shawl and then you can plan it in your planner so that's mm-hmm. sort of that's sort of where i went with that <laughs> yes exactly it was well, like and that, <laughs> yeah and that that's really what like th- that's where the kind of the idea was i was going with the idea so mm-hmm. that people could really kind of work with the planner, customize like the different elements of the shawl. And, you know, like every time you make it, it could be completely different. So, right. And yeah. this, this design, you can do that. I mean, it's, it's absolutely customizable 
in practically every way. The stitch patterns all work out so that you can put all of the stitch patterns in the shawl, some of the stitch patterns in the shawl, just two, just three, however you want to do it. If you want to do half one and half the other, they are completely interchangeable. And that I, I was really excited about it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so let me, so let me ask. So, so someone could just use, so there's three stitch patterns, right? There's four. So, so, there's four. Oh, that's yeah. right. There's four. So someone could just use one if they wanted to, or two Yep. or all four. And then also color, like there's a color work mm -hmm. version. And so I know that you're creating a swatch just so people can kind of see that get that feel for it so that the, the, they could play around with color mm -hmm. pretty easily and, and, and make it like a full color, you know, a multicolor shawl as well. Right. right? So that's going to be, the pattern will be written so it's easy to adapt yes. to that if you want. Okay. Yes. It's going to be each stitch pattern has an increase section and a straight section and you can do as many you can do stripes of them. You can add the colors. Like you said, there'll be a swatch of the multicolor version to give you an idea of how that might work out. But if you get the planner and you're like, wow, I really love that stitch pattern, you could do the shawl all in one stitch pattern. It, you could. It would absolutely mm -hmm. work in just one. It would work in just two. Um, it, but you could use all four of them. <laughs> That's it's great. Of, yeah. I wish I was better at math because then I would be able to cleverly tell you how many permutations there are with that many stitch patterns. <laughs> I can't. I, I've always been lousy at that. But there's there are multiple permutations. So many. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You don't need to. Most people okay. are not going to care so much about the how many. Just knowing that there are unlimited, almost un, maybe maybe not unlimited, but it'll seem that way. Yeah. And um, I like that. Someone could make this at whatever level. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's like, because a shawl is like a really like important piece in any volume or book or whatever. You know, it's mm -hmm. like shawls are, are hot. And the fact that someone could make this in many different ways, someone that's a new knitter, very entry level kind of, you know, I just want, or maybe it's someone that's like, look, I, you know, yeah, maybe I am advanced, but I really just want to make something so simple that mm -hmm. I'm just going to want to wear and just enjoy for the sake of like a really simple looking piece, you know, right. it's not always about getting fussy and crazy with stitches, you know, uh -huh. but I know that that's another type of a knitter, you know, so it's like it kind of, we kind of can bridge those two, you know, different, you know, those different people out there. So yeah. Well, exciting. you could definitely make it more complicated if you wanted to just use the more open work stitches, you know, um, but then, but then if you don't, if you want to simplify it, you can put much more of the garter stitch socinette in it. So mm -hmm. you just have a little bit of the more advanced stitches. Well, they're not even advanced intermediate stitches and then do garter stitch and stockinette for large parts of it to just, you know, zone out, you know, knitting group knitting. Right. So, yeah. and this is going to be made with, uh, sweet Georgia superwash. DK, is that right? Is yeah, that so that's, that is definitely what I'm working with right now. But the cool thing about this design is you could work it in any weight you want. 
it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You can totally good. do it because the way the repeats work, you can add as many as you want or remove as many as you want. So you can pick up any yarn, any gauge, you can work any combination of the patterns for as much or as little as you like. So there's going to be a gauge, you know, based on what you created as, you know, the sample in, yes. but the gauge won't be important. They just, someone just has to realize when they're making this, if they make it in lace weight, um, like, I mean, is there, um, I guess, uh, I can't think of how to explain this, but if they work a certain, like, you know, with, I guess the wingspan, I'm not, I'm just trying to figure out how can they easily know how to work this in whatever, whatever yarn, let's say they work in lace weight. Cause you're, mm-hmm. you designed it in DK mm-hmm. the samples in DK. How can they make it as big as let's say the DK weight version, I guess, is it going to be an you easy just way to have do to, You just have to knit more repeats. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's cause it keeps growing and growing and it's sort of like mm-hmm. one of those things where if you felt like it, you could try it on if you wanted to, you could just mm-hmm. sort of put everything. I know it's a crazy idea, but to put everything on waist yarn and try it on, yeah. Like if you're actually put it I've on done an extra that. long needle. An extra or an extra long needle or several needles or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that I've done that. Just to get a feel for it. But um yeah. No, this is exciting. I'm I'm thrilled. And so for the color version though, we I, I think I asked you just so we could have like a little more variety, you are sampling the swat the color swatch is in a Barocco yarn, is that correct? Is it Barocco? Is it ultra ultra wool DK? Ultra wool DK. Oh my it's gosh. Also- yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes. My Great. fingers are very oh. happy. Oh, with I'm so your happy. Yeah. Georgia Barocco <laughs> combo. They <clears throat> love me. you right now. They're like, oh, Cara, thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm so excited because, you know, Sweet Georgia and Barocco are the featured yarn companies in the planner. So I'm just, I'm thrilled that the yarn is working out and you're happy with it. So everyone will be happy. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, so and now these. So the stitch patterns, aside from them being interchangeable, we're also doing something in the knitter's planner for knitters to be able to use these as standalone stitch blocks. So this, these four patterns that you're creating for the, that you're using, I should say, for the shawl are also going to be created into or made into eight by eight stitch blocks. And they're going to be little, their own standalone pattern. And we're going to be putting these in like in the weekly pages so that every week you have, you know, I think most weeks, there might be a few weeks where we have tips, but for the most part, we're going to sprinkle these in to the weekly spread so that every week there's just something uh, that you can learn, you know, like, and then also in addition to the stitch block pattern, you'll Mm. get like, um, maybe a little tip, maybe how to use it in a pattern. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So do you, what do you think as far as these stitch blocks are concerned? Like, how do you think knitters can use these as standalone stitch blocks? Oh my goodness. I love, I love stitch patterns. I'm just, I I have, you don't even know how much money I have invested in Japanese stitch dictionaries. Um, like hundreds of dollars, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Um, I, I think they're just inspiring just generally to look through them. You know, you want to do a scarf, um, anything, anything. I, for me, the thing is taking um, a garment and subbing out a stitch pattern. I think that's fascinating. You know, if you take a pullover and it's got, you know, a straight swath of patterning up the front, why not switch out the stitch pattern? 
you know, mm-hmm. why not? Exactly. You take this, you know, as long as you're not, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's fascinating. I like subbing things. That's my, oh, that's yeah. my thing. And I think as long as you swatch, um, which I know not many knitters really want to hear me say, but swatch, just do it. Just do it. If you like your knitting to fit, knit a swatch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree. I am big right. on swatches. I, I'm an advocate. I'm a swatch advocate. That's what my new name is. No, right. But um, <laughs> I'm like totally, yeah. And I encourage people to just really sit with the swatch, you know? So I think anyone listening to you, this podcast or have, you know, if anyone's watched my live videos, you know, I always talk about this. So um, we're on the same page, girlfriend. Right, right. And I mean, I think swatches are are just so powerful. And I mean, you don't even think of them as a waste. Think of them as, um, think of them as you're making squares for a blanket. Or, you know, I mean, there's so many things you can do with them afterwards think of them as a record i mean if you've got your knitter's planner and you're planning something knit a swatch and keep it with your planner and then at the end of the year you're going to have all of these beautiful swatches that you've knit from every week of the year in your knitter's planner and you can sew them into a blanket or a shawl i mean there's so many cool things you could do with those right absolutely yeah have a year's worth of barbie blankets for the dollhouse Well, and that's the thing. We thought this is a great way to organize all of these like stitch, these stitch block studies, if you will, you know, like Mm -hmm. in your planner, in the project pages, in a new design, maybe you you finally just said, hey, I'm going to try, I'm going to test out the waters. And I think your shawl pattern is going to do a service to so many new knitters. And also, you know, those that are, you know, maybe on the intermediate side of the fence too, because... I think it's about, and we said this earlier during the pre-chat, like, you know, you, you show up and you just sit with the swatch or you just, we were talking about something different, but it's sort of a similar thing where you, you show up and you stitch and you just see what happens because mm-hmm. something could happen on the needles. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it, oh my gosh, wait a minute. I can do this and this, 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 you know? Yeah. And that's how, it, how the it, adventurous, uh, like excited, like voracious swatch knitters designers do it you know Mm -hmm. become one of those people right and also too like a lot of my girls my girls play piano and i promise this will this will go back to what we were talking about my girls play piano and they practice a lot and they're they've been playing for i think this is their fifth year um they're doing things like composing their own music at this point they're 10 and 12 and they do at the beginning of their lesson they do scales And they do something called a dozen a day, which is like a finger exercise. And then my older girl has moved on to much more complicated finger exercises. And it always makes me think of swatches and how underrated the swatch is because it's like scales for your fingers. You're just training your fingers to do knitting better. Instead of committing to a large project, you're just doing a little one and you're giving your fingers these little practice scales. And I think it's really important. And their piano teacher always talks about finger memory and how you do scales Mm. because you're learning finger memory because music is made of scales. Knitted garments are made of swatches, right? Yes. Knit your swatches for finger memory. I love that. That's a really great way to apply that same concept to knitting because I I mean, I never thought of it before, but it totally makes sense. It's really cool. Yeah. So, um, Let's uh, let me ask you another question here. So let's kind of switch gears to talking about personal planning systems. So, 
do you have your own system of choice? And I want to ask you, do you, are you like a digital person or are you a paper planner? You know, like, do you have to put the pen to paper or are you a hybrid? I'm paper all the way. Oh, really? Oh, man. Hmm, interesting. If it's digital, I just can't even. It's like it falls right off my radar. If it's it disappears. Digital. Yeah. <laughs> it if disappears. It's in, it does. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And if it's an yeah. email, I actually have to mark it as totally unread. Because, <laughs> or and like star it and like put a post-it on my, on my computer screen to be like, check this email. Because I, it's just gone. It's like it has to be. And I think it comes from... Um, my what I'm one of the, I'm that weird little splice generation, the Zennials. It's like between millennials and Gen X. There's from 1979 to 1985. It's this little splice generation, and you're different because you have memory before digital. Ah, uh, but digital hit interesting when you're like you know 12 to whatever. Um, and so I, to- I am that person where I sort of have one foot in each. And so I'm well-versed on the computer, but because all of my like note-taking and everything at school was manual, I don't remember it if I don't put it down mm-hmm. manually. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel the same way. And someone <laughs> said this to me once, I think it was Laura Vanderkam. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She was actually, she was on my old podcast on the morning cool down. I was like thrilled that she said yes. And um, she said the problem with digital pro- you know, programs, I mean, they're great. I totally am a hybrid person myself. I'll just say that. But she says that it's, it's like unlimited. Like you can write forever on Uh your digital, you know, on your Google calendar or in, you know, whatever planning system you're using. And with a paper planner, there's only so much space that you can write. You know what I mean? Amen. I I agree. (laughs) It's so, so I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a revelation. And, but for me, it's also out of sight, out of mind. Uh Um, Because when I uh, work only digitally, it's like when I turn off my computer or yes, I have my phone, but it's like, I can't see it. So it's, I mean, yes, I get reminders, but it's just sometimes it gets so overwhelming and I put too many things on my to-do list that almost it becomes, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like I become numb to it. So it's Mm -hmm. like just over my head. So yeah. Anyway, it's about mastering both and using them to, for your, you know, to, to, you know, your advantage. So, yeah. All right. So you're a paper girl. Yeah. And I have what a does, nice, sorry. And you have, oh yeah. Talk about, so you have a nice, um, a nice well, yeah, system. So for the past couple of years, I had just bought like, um, what P- Peter Popper pressed or just the little notebook kind of you know, planners or whatever. This year, my husband bought me a beautiful um, Midori Traveler's Notebook style cover. Um, mm. It's like a leather one. It says, all you knit is love. Oh. It's so sweet. And then I actually, so nice. it has all the inserts. I don't know if you've seen that system where it's got, you can sort of plan all of your own inserts and put them in. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's great. That's yeah. that's awesome. And that's actually something that Knitter's Planner, if we're, we're crossing our fingers, but it looks like it's going to be the case where, mm. where it's custom, Ooh. which is really huge because 
I don't think anyone else is doing that in knitting, in the knitting planner space. So we're super excited. Um, I don't even know if I was supposed to really say that. So I might have to cut it out, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody, everyone. But anyway, I think it's something that is important to people, mm-hmm. you know, so. It is, it is hugely important. I actually sort of got on InDesign and designed my own calendar insert for this year and then had it printed at my local shop because I couldn't find anything that worked for me. Like speaking of custom, you know? Yeah. I mean, you and I, um, I think I asked this question on Facebook and you answered it because this is exactly my whole thing. Like I want to see my timeline with like, you know, in my planner, like what am I doing at 5am, 6am, whatever. And then underneath it to have a a place where I can have my daily to-dos. It doesn't have to be a big se- section because there's only so much you can do in one day. Right. And on the very, very top, I do like to have like a like three big things, my big three mm-hmm. um, that, you know, this is sort of a, a, a term that's been coined out there in the planning space. And, um, and that's it. That's what I want. And you said something, like, I think you said that exactly. And I was like, yay. Yeah. Because- I th- I think I said, because the way I I set mine up this year is I like to have the week on a spread. Mm -hmm. And then I have a, I have three lists on the, so I have the, I guess I actually have the week on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side, I have three lists. I have my work list, a to-do list and a grocery list. And then that way, um, because you're right. I mean, you you don't know how much you're going to get done in a day, especially when you work in sort of a super fluid creative situation. And so having the work list is so much less stressful when I was putting the work list on the days and it wasn't getting done on the day. Wow. That was hard. Mm, And I didn't realize how hard it was going to be until it wasn't happening. And then I was like, Oh my God, it didn't happen. Monday didn't happen. Oh my God, what am I going to do? So anyway, separate work list, much less stressful. <laughs> and then, and then I have a grocery list so the kids can write down stuff they eat up because I hate going in the cupboard and it's gone. You know? Oh yeah. Like, I hear you. Down. Yeah. No. So I, I totally agree, you know, with that, that approach. And I asked those questions because now, you know, we're at the, we're at the ground floor. We're, we're really laying it out now and figuring out what is the best weekly like uh, spread. I mean, definitely, the spreads definitely going to be, we're going to have that, mm-hmm. but it's like, how does each day look like? So yeah, I'm totally there with you about having, you know, that snapshot. And so we're working on some really amazing things. They're just going to, oh my God, they're going to blow you away. So I can't, I'm not going to talk about those. Okay. I'm just going to say you're going to get blown away by it. Um, but anyway, this is awesome. I, I, you know, we've been talking for a while and um, I think we're going to have to wrap it up. So what I'd like to ask you, Megan, is if you could, um, you know, just share, uh, you know, how people can find out more about you. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I've talked about Facebook a lot. Um, I am on there every day. And it's uh, Little Nutmeg Productions, knitwear designed by Megan Jones. Um, and also, if you want to sort of stay up to date with pattern releases, um, I have a, I do discounts, awesome discounts for new pattern releases. Um, I also do massive sales on my mailing list. And so you can join that at www.littlenutmegproductions.com. That's great. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so much fun. Yes, it was. It's always fun. (laughs) Hey there, you guys. 
I just want to hop in here one last time. So you heard me share some information earlier about the special gift that I'm creating for new members. And it's a pretty exciting time for the podcast because now Power Pearls is a full-fledged membership club. And by the way, this public version of the podcast is back to bi-weekly episodes, so I can invest more time building the membership club. This means just as much value for you here on the podcast because the members are here to support the show. So I just want to let you know just a little bit more about what you can expect when you join because each week you're going to get content every single week when you're a member. For starters, you get to listen to all new episodes about three to four days before the rest of the world does. And you also get a special unreleased uncut version of the podcast with a video. And this is with my special guest. And what happens is I ask them, um, I call them lightning round questions, but these are questions that you won't hear anywhere else. And each guest is also so generously offering a special gift to you in the form of a resource, a discount to their pattern shop, special offers and giveaways. And again, these would be available only for members of the podcast. Other exciting benefits that you can expect are monthly stitchucation workshops, knit-alongs, live video tutorials, and Q&A Ask Me Anything videos to help support you on your knitting journey. So to learn more, visit powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash special gift. So I mentioned that earlier, but I'm giving you this link again because I want you to learn more about how you can get your hands on this special offer. Again, it's going to end in just a few short weeks from now, which is why I want to make sure that you check it out now before it ends. Um, And you may be wondering, what's the deal with these gifts? Again, they're all handmade, handmade by me. And that means I'll be plugging away on making them in my crafts studio just for you, which is why I have to cut this off at a certain time. So it's limited. It's a limited time. It's a limited time offer. So once again, powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash special gift to learn more about this exciting offer. See you next time.